Hey, what up? It is the Everything is Marketing Podcast. My name is Eric Hulker and hope you are having a wonderful what day is this Thursday. That's right, because we are one week away from kicking off the month of social jujitsu which I'm super excited about. I will be in Kalamazoo for the American Marketing Association in Southwest Michigan doing their luncheon on October 15th that I cannot wait for. So I believe there are still tickets available. If you are on my uh, Facebook page, you will be able to get them through there, uh, or you can uh, hit me up, eric at mlive.com, and I'll send you the link directly because that's how it works. All right, let's do this thing. It's the Everything is Marketing Podcast. Marketers ruin everything. Welcome to the Everything is Marketing Podcast. What I don't want to do is to pretend this is show number one. What would the hero of your life's movie do right now? Do that. Do those things. So we've had an interesting week, I would say, in that uh, there's a lot, a lot of, uh, which is what makes next week so difficult right because there's so many things that change so quickly that i feel like i almost if the things at noon right next thursday i feel as if i need to keep writing until eleven fifty nine fifty nine just to stay on top of all of this stuff or come as close as i possibly can because as i'm talking things will change so we've got a couple changes one jack dorsey is officially back in as the uh, ceo of twitter which is a good thing for them and they launched um something they are calling twitter moments which um If you're on Snapchat, it's going to look very familiar to you because it looks a lot like Discover, but here's how it works. On the mobile phone, it will show in the bottom part of your app, one, two, three, uh, from the left-hand side. You click on Moments, and what it does is start boiling up content that's happening on Twitter. You've seen kind of the precursor of what this is going to be like if you've been using the, the mobile Twitter app for a while. The last month or two, I'm consistently getting notifications at the top that's like, hey, this person's doing an AMA at this time. Hey, the Cubs are playing a wildcard game at this time. So letting you know that things are coming because they know that they're winning in the live in the moment moments, right? That that Twitter is the place that you go to when something terrible happens. That's where people get a lot of their information. That's where people get a lot of news. So they've taken all of that data. And while I don't disagree uh, that they've fallen quite behind the eight ball in comparison to the other mediums that are continually evolving, has done a, a much better job of staying in the moment in the way that the consumer is using the product. Twitter is now trying to rectify that with moments which essentially resembles one part discover, one part newspaper. And so you go in and it's got a, a tab that's new, so you can see all the things that are trending that are new, and you can start to parse apart those stories. So uh, Northern Lights was up this morning, so you could see a bunch of photos from all across Twitter about the Northern Lights. You could like them, you know, favorite them. You could retweet them. This is the, the one thing that I would love to see them change is I did not instantly figure out a way to interact with the pieces inside of Moments. So if there's a photo of the Northern Lights that I thought was really cool, I could retweet it but I couldn't quote tweet it and I could favorite it. And that was about it. And I couldn't follow the person. If I thought the stuff that they were doing was amazing. I couldn't really interact with people inside moments. This is much the same problem I had with uh, Apple music and the connect functionality is that there's no connection in the connect functionality to the outside social world. So where people are actually talking about music, where it matters, those two things don't connect. This is the same sort of thing. You actually sort of have to go back out into the Twitter sphere and noodle around to find these people if that's what you want to do i would love to see them switch that but the moments application uh starts to curate things that you are interested in and then uh, along the top there is news entertainment 
sports, and I believe the other one is fun. I'm not looking at it as I'm doing this, but I believe the other one is fun. So you've got a bunch of categories to look at and some curated content that you can start to go through because you know that that has been Twitter's problem is what we call the fire hose. 500 million tweets a day. If you're a brand, it's next to impossible to get above that din. Uh, And I still think you're going to have a problem getting above that din. And I still think you need to scale one-to-one conversations on Twitter in order to be successful. But publishers... I think can win big in moments because if you are on top of real time things that are happening and you get into that square where people are going to go to see what's trending. I mean, it's essentially an evolution of if a newspaper, the what's trending and Snapchat discover all sort of had a baby. That's sort of the evolution of what uh, Twitter moments is and something very cool to play around with came out on Tuesday. So if you have not noticed it or played with it yet, no worries, still time to do that. And uh, not a lot of publishers are in the ecosystem yet, meaning intentionally trying to get into moments that will come. So now's the time to play around with it, noodle around with it and break it and find things that you don't like and things that you do like, but some exciting stuff coming for Twitter, and we're still waiting for what the extension of the 140 characters is going to be like. Is it just going to be that it won't co- it won't deduct you for putting a link in your tweets, which I think they absolutely should do. I don't know about long form content in Twitter, um, but we'll wait and see what other changes are happening. the uh, The market, not a big fan of Twitter, uh, even with the changes, it has continually been going down and down and down. But again, they got to choose. I feel they got to choose what they want to do. They can either fix the product or try and fix uh, Wall Street. And I don't know that they can do both at the same time at this particular moment. Obviously, both can be done. I think at this moment, though, you got to choose which one you're going to do. The other thing that people are talking about right this very second is the Facebook dislike button. It looks like we finally have it, although it's not really what you think it should be. It is going to be between six and seven emojis. And so right now, as the world should, it revolves around mobile. So this is going to be thumb operated. You will go to a post and you will click the like button and hold down on like, and then it will let you pick the emoticon, the emoji, if you will, that uh, more adequately responds correctly to what you feel about that post. Because like is a pretty... um, easy thing to understand, but it's not as nuanced as Facebook wants it to be. And so dislike is not going to be a thing per se, but it will give you a more nuanced feel as to what people are feeling about your content. So if you're a brand, this is a good thing. Because when I was worried about it being Trollapalooza, as people are disliking and hating, which they're going to do anyway, right? People are disliking and hating on your content. This actually has an interesting business application because you might be able to better understand why why people are consuming your content. Does it make them happy? Does it make them sad? Does it make them think? Does it make them feel confused or challenged or whatever that is, whatever the emojis that end up being in that list? And maybe they'll also steal from Snapchat, which again, if you're not paying attention, everyone's stealing from Snapchat. There's a reason for people stealing from Snapchat because it's got some momentum. So they may steal from Snapchat and rotate out some of the emojis uh, so that people can like uh, in a bit of a more real-time feel. The other update to Facebook is uh, a a borrow from Vine. You can now do a seven-second profile video. Again, uh, right now only on iOS, no date for Android, which usually means about three weeks away. I think if I'm looking back in history, it'll be about three weeks before you Android users will have that. Uh, But don't feel bad. I also don't have the iOS update that allows me to do it. But what happens is your profile picture will move to the center of the screen, and you will just hold on that, and it will allow you to either update a new profile picture or do a seven-second video that you 
you can uh, keep up there for all of your friends and customers to enjoy your seven-second goodness. So if you are somebody who is adept at Vine, this is going to be very fun for you. If you are somebody who has never even played with Vine, I imagine this might be a bit of a struggle. But that's okay. That's what we're trying to do is struggle through this stuff and uh, uh, make it all work, which is the fun part, the science part. And one more story before we leave today. I know I wrote about it on LinkedIn and Medium, but uh, I feel that there's still more things to be said about Mr. Mike Bell. If you have not paid attention to this story, uh, Mike Bell was, well, I guess he technically still is, an Atlanta um, sports radio broadcaster who took to Twitter um, to take Jessica Mendoza to task. And Jessica Mendoza was the first female to be um, an analyst on ESPN covering uh, baseball in its postseason. And he, because she was a softball player and not a baseball player, took offense to that and uh, tweeted a whole bunch of uh, misogynistic and sexist things that you can um, find just about anywhere. If you Google the phrase, Mike Bell Twitter. There's your uh, your rabbit hole to go down for the rest of the afternoon. Um, what's interesting about this is he was suspended from the radio station in Atlanta for just three days. So he's back on the air on Monday. Yip dee dee dee. But once again, um, you've got a guy who does something stupid, deletes his Twitter account, gets suspended for three days, and he's back on the air. Do you know doing his thing, whatever he's going to do. He's obviously going to do some sort of half-assed apology on Monday. He's already done one half-assed apology before he deleted his Twitter account. He will do another one on Monday, and then it will be business as usual because he has not learned anything because there's nothing to learn because nothing happened to him. It's no different than earlier today, and I don't want to get into politics, um, but it's it's something that happens consistently, right? Earlier today, Rupert Murdoch tweeted about how excited he was for Ben Carson to be the first quote-unquote, real black president, whatever that means. So um, the idiocracy on Twitter today, uh, or this week, I should say, has been pretty high, uh, but we're not really gravitating towards the consequences of that. I often say when, and I told you, I warned you this, right, as we get closer to my mass media class starting, I'll get more... um, history-rific, if you will, uh, in these podcasts. But I warned you, I said, you know, we're going to talk about this stuff. And so I often, when we talk about the Supreme Court and media ethics and media law, I often say that free speech, you need to remember, free speech is a thing. You have the, you know, free speech. Justice Holmes will tell you that free speech extends as far as if it doesn't create a clear and present danger. That's where the limit is, right? This doesn't create a clear and present danger. What that argument from the Supreme Court, and specifically Justice Holmes, doesn't really take into account is that uh, free speech is not free of any other consequence. You are absolutely well within your rights to be fired for being an idiot and not protected by free speech. Sorry. I would have no problem if Mike Bell had gotten fired yesterday for what he did on Twitter because that's the point. You have the opportunity to say what... Think this through. Reverse engineer this from a marketing perspective, a branding perspective, or a communication perspective. You have the opportunity to literally, in the United States of America, say whatever you would like to do. Say whatever you would like to say. I was going to make an awesome point there, and then I botched it, but we'll do this. You have the opportunity to literally say whatever you would like to say, and you chose to take down a colleague for sport. That's what you choose to do on your Twitter account. I think there's consequences for that. Obviously, I'm wrong because I haven't done anything to him other than suspend him for three days. But I still feel there are consequences. And I still feel, even though you deleted your Twitter account, these tweets will live on forever. And these are lessons that we need to continually remind ourselves, our employees, our clients, that you got to be 
uh, you can't be, I should say, asleep at the wheel. You got to be paying attention the whole time. And if you've got people running your brands, make sure you know who they are and make sure you, you know that they're, they're not, you know, Mike Bell's lurking out there to go crazy on a random night watching uh, wild card baseball that takes your whole brand down. Okay, uh, I will be back tomorrow. Uh, see if you've got the dislike button to play around with as they're rolling that out. One, sl- that one, I should say, out slowly. And if you're on the iOS devices, you might have a, a seven-second video you can play with. And if you don't have either one of those things, no worries to Twitter with you to go play with moments. Let me know what you think. Eric at MLive.com. Have a wonderful day. It is the Everything is Marketing podcast.